there's something about being in a dunk tank that they don't prepare you for. Uh-huh. Well, two things, really. One, the the board you're sitting on, when it plunges, it smacks you in the back as you're falling. That makes sense, actually. Into the water. It does make sense, but I just you're not prepared for it. They don't like go over that before mm-hmm. you're in there. And so the first time it happens and every time thereafter, you're just getting smacked as you fall into this tank of water. Um, the other thing is the true softball is fear because there's just this fear of I'm going to get knocked into the water and I'm going to be dislodged from this seat that I'm sitting on and uh-huh. plunged into this water below me that's worse than the actual act of being plunged into the water. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was recently we had a, a thing in my school and I was in a dunk tank. Mm-hmm. I signed up to do it because um, I'd never done it before. seemed like fun. And there were a few teachers that were in it before me and I was like standing over there waiting my turn. And this girl goes up and you, you like would pay for a ticket. It's like a fundraiser and you get three throws for a ticket. And the two teachers before me, she went up there, all three throws knocked them into the water. Oh, like boom, boom, boom. And it's not like a big target. It's a, you know, maybe like six, eight inches high, four or five inches wide. Did you then take the girl who did that aside and tell her she's got something special and train her to be a champion? You know, I should. It's time, or at least get her in touch with the softball coach. Um, I don't think I personally have the things, the skill set to train someone to be a champion at throwing softballs, unless we're talking like, you know, the carnival circuit, and we're trying to win a bunch of big stuffed animals. I'm just saying, Cameron, this is a perfect movie in the making. You take this young lady, and you try to get her on the softball team, but the school doesn't have a softball team. They they need a spunky coach Mm -hmm. who's a fish out of water, and that's you. That's me. I'm you, the Tom Hanks in this scenario. The Tom Hanks, the the Lauren Graham. Uh, does she does she do one of those movies? Not movies, shows. Cameron shows. Does she in Gilmore Girls? Does she do that? No, Mighty Ducks. Oh, the, I haven't seen them in New Mighty Ducks. Um, and you 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 see a girl who's just like I don't know. Pain. Yeah, the Fulton, the Fulton character. Yeah, yeah. Where he's awesome. got all the power but none of the finesse. Yeah, you you teach her how to bat, and you. Find someone who does second base things. I don't know. Uh-huh. You know, catching and throwing. And, <laughs> and, and you, you put together talking. a team of ragtags and you take them to the top. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd watch that movie. I feel like I have watched that movie. Yeah. You could have um, But we're getting off the, off the point because she came up to me. Um, she came up when it was my turn. And first throw knocks me in, as I expected. Second throw... Misses. However, I was so certain that she was going to knock me in that I nearly fell in. Uh-huh. I was like, huh! and then I like regained my balance because I was just one trying not to get smacked in the back by the thing, um, and two just so certain that I was going to fall in that I almost just fell in. And then the third one, same thing. She missed, but I nearly fell in. She was just toying with you with the third one. She, she was, you know. She, she was like. He's next, and I'm going to just plant those seeds of fear uh, because that's what it what it really is all about. Um, so when you're in a dunk tank, uh, don't do it if you have a bad back, and uh, you can't let them you can't let the, the the paying customers win. Don't let don't let them scare you into falling into the tank. Um, and if you see someone with such obvious talent, start a movie. Yeah, it's a movie of the week. 
Way yeah. You just you just became the, the main character. So go do it. Good luck. I'm glad you I'm glad you had that experience. Me too. I don't think I'll ever do it again. Um I have a I have brought uh two reviews for the episode. Um which would you like first? One or two? Uh let's go in numerical order. One. Okay. Um, my first review is my my latest obsession. Um, this may be a little bit of a departure for the uh, show, um, but I really just want to review the new Kit Kat cereal. There's anyone, a Kit Kat cereal? Has anyone picked this thing up? You know, honestly, that's not that far. That's not too weird for us. Good, good. Um, it's delicious. Really? It's so good. Um, I am not a chocolate cereal lover. Yeah, you're not a chocolate lover in general. I am not. Um, I got this just because it looked fun, you know. Um, you know, I like Cocoa Puffs okay. Cocoa Pebbles, a little too rich maybe. Um, but yeah, Cocoa I, Pebbles are a lot. Like They, they just get that little chocolate. They're so soggy so fast. Mm-hmm. And it's just, mm, I, don't, I don't care for it. Fruity Pebbles uh, are good. Yeah, I love Fruity Pebbles. One of the best. Um, but I, I put this cereal in my mouth and I was like, Oh my goodness! This is the greatest chocolate cereal I've ever tasted. Wow! Um, and I, you know, my main snack all week was just eating dry handfuls of it. <laughs> um, so is it is it similar in consistency to a Kit Kat? Well, no, it's more it's it's kind of your classic puff, mm-hmm. your classic cereal puff. Um, but it, I don't know, it's kind of creamier, kind of. Okay. It's it's great. It's I, got a great flavor. I love those crisp, wafery chocolate bars. Yeah. They come in a set of four, and you just break me off a piece of that every time. Probably, it's probably for me, like at least an A-plus tier candy bar. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Especially Halloween time. Like, them and Reese's peanut butter cups are like the things that you want. Yeah. The things that I want, at least. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm. I'll have to try it and see how it translates to cereal form. Um, For sure, it's so good though. Um, I our, our sister podcast, cere- uh, um, that's cereal time. That's not it. That's the website. Empty bowl. The empty bowl. Um, I actually went looking for the episode where they would have covered the cereal because I had uh-huh. to know what they thought, and they didn't. I, got, I hit the episode right before they cover it. Uh huh. Where they talk about how it doesn't sound that exciting, and then the episode right after. Where they're like, this is this should just be the new chocolate cereal standard. Wow! So you yeah, haven't listened like, to the episode? No, no, I did. I listened to the episode before and the episode where they do cover it. Oh, where they tried it? Okay. Yeah, and they're like, this should just be the new chocolate cereal standard. And I'm like, yes, yes, I completely agree. Good. I'm um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try it. I bought more today with the int- express in purpose of making like marshmallow squares of them. Mm-hmm. I just, That's a good plan. Yeah, I need to do that. We were at Sam's last week, mm-hmm. and um, my kids were like, zombie Apple Jacks, they turn your cereal green. We have to get it. And I'm like, okay, you guys like, I think you've had Apple Jacks before. You like Fruit Loops. Apple Jacks are sort of like Fruit Loops. Um, a little cinnamonier, but not much. Yeah, um, Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops are actually the exact same cereal, except one has kind of like a lemon coating, like a uh-huh. citrus coating, and one has a cinnamon coating. Makes sense. Um, but I got them, and they ate them, and they hated them, and proceeded to have just the absolute worst day at school 
because their breakfast was not satisfying. Um, and so <laughs> I don't make them eat them anymore and I put it upon myself to eat them. Um, but maybe I should make some, you know, some cereal bars out of them. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Won't turn my milk green, but that's okay. <laughs> maybe it'll turn. Maybe it'll turn my poop green. I don't know. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was going to suggest the marshmallow. Green. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of obsessed with these. I was eating them right before. I actually, um, my, my second review is for a restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's more of an update than a review. Um, I did it tonight. I finally did it after years of joking about it. I went to Toby Keith's. I love this bar and grill. Wow. The one in more, <laughs> the one in more in his very own hometown, his very own home. That's what I said. That's what I said to my wife. She's like, if we're going to actually go, should we go to the original? And I was like, why wouldn't we have his, the one in his very own hometown right now? Right, and it's right down where you live because you live right down the street from him. <laughs> it's true, I, apparently. Um, I made the joke while we were out and about. I was just like, babe, why would we do anything else for dinner? We should go to a Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill, which I do very often. Almost every time we pass it, I'm like, babe, what would we be thinking? Uh, well, now, now I'm curious. Uh, so I finally gone. Um, I took a, a selfie and sent it to Terrace. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the last time we talked about this. Um, it's exactly what I thought it was good. It was not very good. So life-changing. <laughs> you uh, left with a spring in your step, the country music in your heart. Um, <laughs> I did teach my six-year-old what calf fry is. Okay, so that's important. That was... He was disturbed, mm -hmm. then kind of delighted, and then he talked about them way too much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can, like I can see all of that. That's the classic progression. <laughs> the, the classic kid reaction. Um, we didn't have that. Um, I had wings. They were okay. They were fine. Um, my wife had, like, loaded cheese fries. Um, I don't know. They were fine. My son had catfish, and it was pretty good. Um, I like catfish. Yeah. Um, everything's real expensive. It's not very good. And the menu is so tiny. Really? Um, yeah. It's not a. It's not an extensive menu. So we're not um, talking like a Cheesecake Factory or a BJ's. Yeah. We're talking no. like pages and pages. I feel like BJ's is kind of smaller now, too, but I like it. I haven't been to BJ's in a long time. We're big BJ stands in my house. Um, but I left with this feeling of, like, kind of dread. Because uh -huh. as unremarkable as it was, as like now it's it's not a joke anymore. Now it's just yeah, it's like you lost this part of yourself. <laughs> I did. Like now when we drive by it, I guess I could still make the same joke, but it's just it's like not, it's that one place we went to. Yeah, it wasn't that good. On the sidewalk when we were walking to um our car, um Did you start singing courtesy of the red, white, and blue? I didn't. I thought about it, but I didn't. Um, I, w my wife and I almost stepped on a dead pigeon. Mm. Like, that seems about right. I feel your pigeon. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. D don't meet your heroes, folks. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't meet your heroes. They'll end up exactly who you thought they were. And um, no one wants that. It'll be disappointing. 
Buffalo Wings. I mean, they weren't disappointing. I I had every indication that this was going to be the most mediocre food I ever had in my entire life. You should have got the Rooster Cogburn burger. It's true. I thought about Colin Terrace and being like, hey, what's this burger I need to get? But I didn't. So, yeah. So wow. we keep it all over the bar and grill. Right? You know. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Go there or don't. It's up to you. Go there and don't. Um, yeah. Those are those are the two things I brought to talk about. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Oh, but my whole point is I only got an appetizer because I knew I was going to eat a bowl of that cereal. Oh, I see. So you want you you wanted to end on a positive note. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna eat Kit Kat cereal. Good to know. Brought to you by the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild of America. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. It's so good to see your face. Thank you. It's been so long. The dark night of the soul during this time apart. That's true. We have not seen each other in a fortnight. Yes, in a fortnight in a Apex Legends, in a whatever the Call of Duty one is called. Uh, Warzone. That one. Yes. Do people play those still? I believe so. My students do. Which one do they play? I feel like I hear about all three. Last year, my eighth graders were obsessed with Call of Duty Warzone and we talk about it all the time. Um, but I, Fortnite is still very popular. And at least people joke about Apex Legends. So. See, that's the one that I would be the most interested in were I to play one of them. Uh huh. Because it's like character based. Yeah, it, it just seems a little more, I don't know, unique. Yeah. I just know I don't like those games. They're just a, uh, you know, I just collect a bunch of gear and then die as soon as I see someone. So, and then they take all the cool stuff that I collected. Um, yeah, that's fair. So, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd rather not. That's fair. Um, I, I've enjoyed them a little here and there. Um, but not, not anything I, I need in my life. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm really glad we're getting this out here, out <laughs> off our chests after this after this break that we've been on, um, just really coming out swinging against uh, battle royales in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, somebody's I, got to. Not in general. Tetris ninety nine. <laughs> oh, I guess sense. the concept is good. The shooting ones, I'm not very good at. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I will play Tetris ninety nine. In fact, now that I've rem- remembered it, I want to go play it right now. Okay, have fun. Later, everybody. I'm going to go play with Tetris 99. Um, we're back. Welcome back. Back oh, here. I lost like a thousand times. Uh, I, I hate when that happened. <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about that. I don't even know what we're here to talk about. How are you? I'm good. I forgot how podcasts work. Um, you did. You've, you've gone under the knife since then. Yes, they took out the part of my leg that knew how to podcast. Mm-hmm. I was keeping all of that knowledge um, in the growth on my ankle. Just, just 
for a moment, just some gross medical stuff, because I think it's really interesting. Um, but I did have some surgery on my ankle. Um, there was a growth on it that they thought was a cyst, like a ganglion cyst, which isn't super concerning, nothing to really be worried about, but it was painful and would make it painful to walk. So they said it'd be a good idea to take it out. But what actually happened, and this is fascinating to me, when I was six years old, I had surgery on my Achilles tendon to lengthen it. Um, and it was a whole ordeal. I was in a cast for eight weeks. Um, so like crutches for eight weeks. It was just this big, long, awful thing. And then um, 28 years later, I had this thing on my leg. And when they cut into it to take it out, they realized it was a suture from that surgery 28 years ago, still in there. And it was like growing this like chalky substance around itself. Like my body was trying to protect it uh, or protect me from it. Um, so I was basically, I like to joke that I was an oyster and I was making a little pearl in my leg. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. Could that have been part of the problem of all of your foot pain? I doubt it. Because, I mean, all the blood work and stuff suggests it was actually gout. Well, but could the gout have been, like, caused by this foreign body in your foot? I don't actually know. I mean, it's worth it's worth investigating. I mean, you've had a suture in your foot for, like, 28 years. For most of my life. Who knew? Like, 80% of my life had that thing in there. Wild. It's just so crazy. Um, yeah, so I just, uh, you know, that's fascinating stuff. I'm sure everyone at home is just like, wow, it's amazing. And now you understand. I mean, we've been gone. We've been off one week because of that. Because that was last Friday. And I was like not feeling very good to record last week. And the week before that was just really busy. Um, yeah. And, but now we're back. Summer. Yeah. You know, school starting, events, and all of those things. All of those. Things. Yeah. Well, you and Nikki both on yep. your scooters and crutches and all that. Yeah, she's tearing it she up. started walking in her boot this week. It's very oh, terrifying. It's terrifying? Yes. Because yeah, I guess she hasn't been walking for a while. No, no. She this is this last week was her first week walking. Yeah, fortunately I should start walking this week. I get my stitches oh. out and stuff on Tuesday. So even before this episode comes out, I should be walking again. No, she was non-weight bearing for six weeks. Wow. That sounds terrible. But she started walking on her. She she was she got the go ahead on last Thursday to start mm -hmm. walking, but she was terrified all weekend. I guess at work Monday, she just decided I'm just gonna get up and get it, and so she started. All right, way to go. <laughs> yeah, when I because I have a knee scooter and I rented it from this place in town, and I was calling to ask about prices, like you know you want to price check your knee scooters and shop around. <laughs> um, and I called and I was like, what are your prices? And he's like, it's like 69 bucks a month or 59 bucks a month. Um, and he's like, but really, I tell people if you're going more than if you're going more than a month and need it for two months, you might look into buying. So at the end, you have something to show for it. And I'm like, I don't know if <laughs> I really want, I want Honestly, to remember. Because the one we're getting it from, our ortho just kind of sent it somewhere. Uh -huh. um, so we didn't like really get to call around, but ours is twenty dollars a week. Yeah, that's nice. Um, well, honestly, I mean, over six weeks, not great. But this is the seventh week we've had it. Next month will be the eighth, and we probably could have bought one. Probably, but it's just the way he phrased it. Like, you want something to show for it? So like, like, I guess you know, my leg working properly. 
<laughs> is the only memory I really want to carry with me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We we, we were talking about it the other day. We're like, maybe you should have bought. <laughs> like, if we ever need Huh? Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. But yeah. So $20 a week. That's what ours is. All right. Here's so if you're ever in the market for a knee scooter, then maybe think about buying if you're going to be on it for a while. You got something seems, to show for it. Yours seems cheaper than ours. Yeah, and I don't need it for as long. So it would make a difference. Probably. Um, but yeah, here we are. We're back. We're back. Back again. We're Unlike back. the writers and actors in Hollywood. They're not back yet. Yes. Did I did I give you the leak story? Or was that what it, the one I was going to give, but we never got to do it? Probably the second one. Okay. Um, so here's our strike update. Um it's probably gone past this since then, but um, two weeks ago, right before we were filming, um, the writers and the studios were at the were at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and the studios came with an offer. Um, they agreed to keep like negotiations confidential, and the studios came with an offer. And the writers probably pretty normally assumed um, that. Like, this was a good faith offer, that it was going to be a negotiation, that there was going to be some back and forth. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it was an okay offer, especially for, like, I don't know, if you were talking about, like, actors on a tier list and you've got, like, I don't know, The Rock and Jennifer Lawrence is, like, S. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, like, it really benefited, like, those B-tier actors. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones who, like, are kind of, like, um, I don't know, Alvin on on um, Boy Meets World, like uh-huh. the recurring guest star. Yeah, the recurring, but not like a major character, but also not like a background. Yeah, yeah. A um, named character. Yeah. It, it would have benefited them quite a bit, but um, it wouldn't have benefited anyone below, and it was pretty far from what the writers were asking for, so they rejected the offer. Well, then the studios suddenly wouldn't meet anymore, and they leaked the contents of the proposal. Um, And they did so in an attempt to get that large subset of actors. Mm -hmm. Like, I I guess no one has said this on their side, but all the, all of the writers, um, all of the writers and actors have have said this. Like they did it because it benefited like that range of people. And it's a large range and they wanted those people like lose support and get angry that they rejected mm-hmm, I think that would benefit them. Yeah, the deal. And they were trying to like basically sow discord. The old divide and conquer. That seems to have not worked in any way, shape and or form, but Which is good. Which is good. Um this is like dirt baggage. Uh-huh. I feel like I've noticed a slight shift in some of the reporting around um a lot of the things, or at least in the headlines, because usually the Headlines are like, this show is delayed. or And if mentioning it all, it just mentions like that there's strikes happening and it, until those are over. But there's one, I think it was with, um, what's it called? One Piece on Netflix. Because it's like this very successful show. Has it been um, successful? I, I know that it came out. but I It was the number one show in 80 countries. Like a higher, higher premieres than Wednesday and Stranger Things season four. Um, wow, like okay. hugely critically acclaimed, or like I don't know about critically acclaimed, but fans of the anime like it and say oh. it's a good adaptation, which is really important. Like the first that's time that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, but the but the headline was basically like season two is already written. 
um, like ready to go, but it won't start filming until actors and writers are like paid a fair wage from the studios. And it's like, finally, like a headline that is <laughs> framing it in the correct terms. I mean, yeah. that's important. I, I don't know. I don't know about everybody else and listener villain. If you disagree with this, let me know. Um, Cause I'd be interested, but there's just, there's very rarely such a clear cut case of like evil businessman uh-huh. and good underdogs. Yeah. This is basically like the, the, not the most recent, but the more recent Muppet movie playing out in real life. Oh, okay. Where you have the Muppets on one side and then like the big executive on the other side trying to buy out their legacy mm-hmm. um, for a cheap, for a quick buck. And um, then fighting back um, in order to have their own control of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me. Okay. I'm going to say something, but I need you to understand that I hate saying. Okay. I really don't like Star Wars. Uh-huh. Um, this is known to me. Yes, but I don't I don't like saying that anymore because because of the whiny babies that also say that. Yeah, because of the group of people who have adopted the anti Star Wars state. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really just the worst. Um, I like that women are taking more prominent roles in Star Wars. I don't care if anyone's gay. <laughs> like you, you could do Star Wars with only the gays, and I would be yeah right there. Um, but I noticed. When, when Disney bought them and the, the projects that were canceled and the projects that were greenlit, mm-hmm. I noticed that this was going, this it felt very corporate. It all felt very much like this is our chance to catch on, like to really just milk this one area of nostalgia for mm-hmm. all it's worth. And um, I just wasn't interested. I didn't care. Um, I, 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 fairly famously in circles that I know said like before the seventh movie ever came out, I was like, this is going to be nothing. This is going to be nothing but rebels versus empire forever now, because that's what sells uh-huh. is rebels versus. Empire. And that's all that Disney knows to do. Well, yeah. Cause, cause, cause it's like nostalgia. I'm just like, I'm just not interested in that anymore. Like, and then, you know, the movies came out and they were exactly that, even though they have no reason to be that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really understand where this empire came from, but um, it's there, I guess. I don't know. Um, Who can say? And, you know... Somehow, the em- empire has returned. Yeah, and it's just this, like, I don't know, it's this corporate machine that just slimes over everything. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's so clearly bad. Like, no one looks at Disney... And actually, like, looks at the business and what they produce and is like, yeah, yeah, that's the stuff. Give me more of that. (laughs) Um, Don't get me wrong. Disney puts out a lot of things a lot of people like. Uh, The Marvel movies are pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Haven't really watched a lot of the post-Endgame stuff. Yeah, I've liked them. Um, I've liked them, you know. their, Their animated stuff is still pretty on point most of the time. But, like, they're not creative. They're not interesting. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, as much as I think the Marvel movies are a really cool picture of like comics come to screen, I also think that they're incredibly shallow and repetitive. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, I don't get me wrong. I like shot and repetitive, but yeah, shot and repetitive. So am I. So it's fine. <laughs> um, it's just like no one's on your side. <laughs> is the point <laughs> I'm trying to make? Don't you see? Can't you see? Like I don't know. I don't. I don't care about your two million dollar uh, golden parachutes. Like no, go away. Mm-hmm. Just just be done with this. Um, It's also interesting just going back to the strikes because I think it was over the last week, week and a half that they expanded them into some video game studios. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Yeah. So they, I I forget the exact list and it kind of hurt what I was wanting to talk about. Um, Cause I think it was like Activision, EA, Insomniac um, and a few others. Let me see if I can find it. Is it like, is it like, like voice actors or is it like? Uh, yeah, I believe it's voice actors. Dual strikes against video games. Let's see. Yeah, it was this. It was just like a week or a week and a half ago. It's just very slow. Um, because I mean, a big thing that you're seeing in the video game industry is the use of AI again, um, which is kind of in line with what they're talking about. Where um, even though some voice actors are having their um, voices recreated with AI, and so they're they're themselves are being used to, um, you know, create this product, but they don't have anything to stay in that. Or, um, you know, they don't make any money off of their, you know, their lives being used. Here they are. Um, Activision, Blind Light. I don't know that one. Disney Character Voices, EA, Epic Games, Most Interactive, Insomniac Games, Take-Two, Productions, VoiceWorks Productions, and WB Games. What game are you wanting to bring? Uh, I mean, Insomniac Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Fortnite, obviously. I was just listening to those studios, and I'm like, I don't know a single one of those studios you care about. Yeah, I was. I mean, I really like Insomniac and the work that they do, but because I think the Spider-Man games are really fun, and Ratchet and & Clank is really fun, and that's all I know. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, good for them. Um, I, and, you know, it's not the most cut and dry issue in the world. Like, if a company wants to use AI to put, like, a let's go or something in a game, um, and they don't want to pay the actor to come in and record it, like, should it be the same? I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just, like, as an example, um, there was a voice actor's name is Billy, I think it's Kamets. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away about a year, year and a half ago. Um, he was like the voice of Ferdinand in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh. He's a voice of a character in the Trails of Cold Steel series, General Wallace Bardius. Um, just like a really well-known and well-regarded actor, a voice actor. Um, he did more than that. That's just all that I know off the top of my head. Um, and I think it was within the last six months there was a video game studio that had put his voice together as AI and was using that. Um, mm. And it's just like, there's no protections against that. And it's really gross. It's really gross. Yeah. One, and, but it's and, just like, no. And even in the, the, the situations I was talking about, like, I still think that actor needs to get paid for uh-huh. the synthesized voice. Cause it's their voice. Right. Um, I just don't think, you know, there's a difference between like paying someone a fee to use their voice in AI like just using it just using it and like you know bringing a 
a full on voice actor because you want to get a get like one line in gameplay footage mm-hmm. or gameplay yeah. chatter. But there's a uh, oddly prescient episode of Thirty Rock that oh, deals with yeah. this where um, they it was, it was just funny because it's NBC that they're making making fun of themselves. Um, but they created what they called Seinfeld Vision, and they're like, we have enough recording of. Jerry Seinfeld saying so many things that we can use a computer to put him in any show and oh. make him just say or do whatever it is that we need. Um, and then he had this whole thing, and then Sein- Jerry Seinfeld comes on is in the episode as him- as himself, and he's just like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like this is ridiculous." And it's very not funny, but interesting that this thing that was laughed about, you know, ten years, fifteen years ago, is now like true. Yeah, it's wild. It is definitely wild, and I don't know, don't know what anyone can or should do about it. Support the strikes. That's what you can and should do. Yes, support the strikes and check out some non-struck media, like the ones we're about to recommend. We're about to, yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like it's been so long since we've done one of these. Um, I did finish Octopath Traveler two. I don't think we've uh, had an episode since I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great and it's wonderful and you should definitely check it out it's well worth it all right love that yeah you were either i was almost done yeah i i, I don't remember but wild okay um yeah octopath traveler 2 you beat it um mm-hmm. i'm still i'm still deep into Baldur's gate um it's great love it yes i'm excited to get there eventually um I've been watching some Common Rider. I've been kind of flipping back and forth between three seasons. Uh-huh. Have very like different tones. Um, so the upbeat tone of Forze, the very gothic drama of Common Rider Kiva. Uh-huh. Um, Tell me about that one. Yeah, and I, I've recently kind of gone into a more kind of classic Common Rider season of Common Rider Blades. Uh, and I'm kind of just watching all three of them, not simultaneously, but like mm-hmm. just flipping back and forth. Yeah, as the it, mood strikes you. Yeah, if I really want some optimism, I watch Forze because it's the optimistic, uh, optimistic. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, optimistic. My friends are my power. Um, now let's fight some bad guys from space. Uh-huh. Um, season. It's just a lot of fun. Kiva is more. You know, I watched the second ep- uh, show I ever watched was Common Rider Forza, or not Forza, f- uh, Five. Um, and it seemed like a Common Rider show, or I like a show about like 20 somethings living it in Tokyo mm-hmm. that sometimes had Common Rider. <laughs> um, and I, this is not surprising because apparently it is the same writer. As that one. Um, Common Rider Kiva seems kind of like a um, gothic vampire mystery love story mm-hmm. that sometimes has Common Rider in it. Nice. Um, like every episode ends with a big Common Rider fight, but like. To get there is quite the journey. Yeah, and it takes place like half in 1986 and half in 2008. Um, and like the episode like cuts between the two um, throughout throughout it and like basically a story normally starts like a villain will be introduced in 1986 
and there's this organization fighting. They're called Fangire, but mm-hmm. they're basically vampire monsters that are like really kind of interestingly and coolly uh, stained glass themed. That sounds like fun. They, it, it is fun. Uh, there's a lot of stained glass in the show. Um, More shows should have stained glass in them. I think so, too. It's a really cool aesthetic. Um, but, like, normally, like, there's this organization and they're hunting them, but they're, like, normal people with normal weapons. And, like, they'll, like, save some people's lives and the monster will, like, go into hiding. But this is, like, split up, interspersed with stuff in 2008 where they're kind of dealing with, like, that same problem but now. And they're, um, and then Kiva shows up because he's only in 2008 and like just finally ends the, the, the monster hunting. Um, but there's like a, a lot of mystery too. Like a lot of like the children of the people in 1986 are like the main characters, but like they're very different than what you would think they would be. Huh. Uh, so it's really, it's really interesting. Um, I don't know how much of a common writer show it is. Oh, and. <laughs> A skyscraper just turns into a dragon and eats the spirits of the defeated monsters, and I have no idea why. I'm almost ten I mean, episodes there. I have chance, no clue. Why. Isn't it obvious that it's a commentary on the nature of human society <laughs> swallowing up so much of our anxieties <laughs> and the things that haunt us as mm-hmm. we push ever further into the progress that we have achieved as a species? I love that. It's Duh. you know what? That's what I'm gonna think of every time. <laughs> as plain as the bug eyes on Common Rider's helmet. It's true. <clears throat> Jack o' lantern eye on Kiva's. Oh, okay. Good for that. <laughs> um, um, yes, I have been watching Wizard. Um, I'm like I've watched like twelve or thirteen episodes. Oh, you're really close so. to the secondary writer showing up. I hope so. <laughs> I've never I've never experienced that before. Does it need a shot in the arm? No, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. Good. It's a lot about hope and what it means to hope. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's very different because I watched, you know, Kuga on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I feel like very easy to just turn that on the TV. But since I'm watching on Toku.fun, um, you know, usually if I'm on lunch break at work, I'll watch an episode. But it just doesn't feel like the same rhythm yeah it's only true Uh, like i can only really watch it on my phone um so it's not something like i don't know Mm -hmm. it's not as easy to get to sometimes sometimes which which is fine there's other series that are on amazon prime um not that many though like i thought it seems like there's more but then it's like you have to have like trials or um pay for other subscriptions oh really Uh uh-huh there's a few that are on there like agito you have to have a subscription. Um, oh, Amazon's, okay. you don't. Amazon's is part of Prime. Um, yeah, Amazon's was produced by Amazon. That's very fun. Um, maybe there's a, like one or two others that you don't have to have. That's a bummer. I didn't know that. I think Zero One is on Prime. I think you're right, but I don't. I, it might be one they have to pay for. Um, let me look. Just curious which ones are on Prime now. Common right. You can watch Shin Kamen Rider. I've heard good things about Kamen Rider Black Sun. Um, I need to give it... Is that another movie? Yeah, it's a it's another one of those like real adult movies. Uh-huh. I saw it was 18+. plus. Mm-hmm. Um, Kuga. Oh, you can watch Ryuki. You might like Ryuki. 
Oh, yeah, you need a free trial for 01 Fies Agito. Ooh, you don't for well, build it says it says it's unavailable. Yeah, I was about to say build is supposed to be one of the best ones, but yeah, it also looks like it is in Portuguese. So oddly, oddly enough, um, Common Rider is huge in South America. It's the second biggest market. Interesting. Well, that's a bummer. I feel like they had more on here when I was looking into it, but yeah, well, um, but that's enough about Common Rider. It's true. We have shows to do. Karen, mm-hmm. why don't you... Or not shows. We have things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is other unstruck media that we want to talk about. So I am going to bring today, for everyone's listening pleasure, an album. Um, it's an album that I've... in Within the last... It was probably towards the end of last school year that I started listening to it. Maybe like April. Um I mean, it's just fantastic. And it's Janelle Monet's The Electric Lady. Oh, yes. Um, you've, you've spoken of this. And it is just start to finish, like, phenomenal mm-hmm. as an album. And really just what, like, Janelle Monet was doing and, like, kind of is still doing. Um, and just, like, the way that she produces her music um, and kind of the overarching. She was, like, overarchingly telling a story over mm-hmm. several different concept albums. Um, the Electric Lady is sort of the end of it a little bit. Um, Dirty Computer, which was her album that came after it, doesn't quite pick up and follow in the, exactly the same way. Um, but the story starts with her first like EP. I'm forgetting what it's called off the top of my head. This is riveting stuff. Um, but her first EP um, is telling the story of like in this distant future, with cy with cyborgs and androids, where there's this android named Cindy Mayweather who falls in love with a human, um, which is illegal, and she's just kind of like on the run and becomes this underground resistance figure. Um, I love this. Like Monet was even saying, like these are Cindy's songs. Like Cindy is giving me these songs, and I'm like releasing them on this album. Um, and so there's kind of this overarching story of this um, android resistance slash like just fight for equality um and having a seat at the table um and that carried on into her neck her first full-length album which is called the arch android which is all about like there's this prophecy that there's going to be this like savior figure for the androids called the arch android and people think it's cindy mayweather um and then that album's good like i don't like it as much but i mean janome is just extremely talented um, just like as a musician and an artist. Um, but then with the electric lady, I feel like it's just cranked up to like 11 in this way. That's really, really just so good. Um, and what so the album, album yeah, the album is, um, well, one, I'll just say a few things that I think are really interesting about it. Um, she actually has throughout the album, a few different um, like overtures, or like they're called like suites four. I think she just has suite four and five. Yeah. So two like musical suites that are sort of like just combining the themes from her different songs and playing them in different ways that feel very like orchestral slash a little bit spy movie. Um, like I've, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a James Bond movie with the way a lot of the, this feels um, just in a way that really evokes that feeling. And I really like it. Um, as we're kind of getting into this world of underground resistance. Um, and then on the other side, we have three 
kind of interstitials of this guy who's a radio host called um, DJ Crash Crash. Um, and he's a, an android, I believe. Yeah, he's an android. But he's like talking about different things going on in the society. And they're having like a, um, he has different people call in and kind of give their opinions on different things um, that are going on in the world. Um, it's just like a really fun kind of story that's going through. Um, she has a song where Prince is playing with her because this was in 2013. So he was still alive. Okay. Um, but when she first released, I think it was like her first single or maybe her first EP, it got like Prince got a hold of it and it was just like reached out to Janelle Monet and was like, I am going to, if you're okay with it, like I want to mentor you because um, you just have a real talent. Um, and so this isn't the only time that they work together. Even posthumously, he played some of the guitar stuff on um, Dirty Computer in one of the songs there. Um, Make Me Feel is what that one's called. Um, which has a very, very much a Prince feel to it. Um, but he's on the first track, first main track of this album called Give Them What They Love. Um, and it's it's fantastic. So I just feel like the whole album is sort of this outsider, like marginalized people coming together and no longer being marginalized um, or like fighting for that equality. Because I mean, this was a written, the album was released in 2013. So this was like, before gay marriage was legal. Um, so there's definitely sort of that undertone through it as, uh, as well. Um, again, one of, like the, one of the first big songs is called Queen. Um, and it's kind of all about that sort of that outsiderness being a strength rather than being this thing that you want to use to oppress me, but it is like who I am and I'm proud of who I am. Um, yeah. Oh, it's just fantastic. And that's one of my favorite songs, maybe of all time. On it, which is called We Were Rock and Roll, um, which is talking about like just remembering um, a, a relationship with a person that was like so intense and good that it's like an entire genre of music, um, rock and roll. Um, and it it's just a, it's a phenomenal song. It sounds hands like down it. one of my favorites. So um, definitely worth checking out if yeah. you are interested and if you like music at all, you should you'll definitely be into this album. Janelle Monet's Electric Lady. How many full albums are there in like the concept? Um, I think three. I'm not sure if Dirty Computer is considered part of it. Um, because I know in those first three albums, um, there are those suites. Like, because mm -hmm. in this we have Suite Four and Five that are released, and so you had Suite One and then Two and Three in Arch Android. But in Dirty Computer, because on this one it says it shows Suite five four and five and it shows two empty dots so it's like should there be seven and we're missing the last two but she's had two albums since then and neither of them contain that so i just don't know they don't seem to be you haven't have you dove into them or are they i mean yeah i've listened to some of, of dirty computer i just don't like it as much um I mean, it's still good again she's still very talented um but the electric lady is probably my favorite there we go electric lady Janelle Monet. Um, and I don't know much more of what to say about it other than it's great and you should listen to it. <sighs> I'm sorry I yawned. You're not boring. Uh, yeah, it's late. It's fine. You're, it's late and I'm tired. Um, yeah, that sounds great. I'll check it out. I'll at least try to listen to The Electric Lady. Um, yeah. There's a track called Electric Lady and Solange Knowles is a featured artist on that one and oh. she's great. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. 
as I've said like 10 times since I've started talking about it. And I really just want to go listen to it right now. Um, we can. You can just go. Okay. You you went and played Tetris 99 earlier. I'm going to go listen to this now. Oh, that was... Mm. Oh, oh, the mostly. tears in my eyes. I was just transported. Oh, what an experience that was. Um, I love it. Janelle Monet, more than an actress. She's also a great actress. If you haven't watched Glass Onion, you should watch Glass Onion. Oh, okay. He's tremendous in that movie. I didn't know she was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Have I seen her in anything? Um, She was in Hidden Figures. Let me just look up her. Um, I feel like her big, the thing that most people know her from is from the fun song, We Are Young. Yes. Because that was kind of her first big moment. Um, I think, I want to say she was in the Harriet Tubman movie, but that might not be right. I'm pulling up her IMDb. I feel like I, I, I felt like I knew more about Janelle Monet before you started talking about her. And then it just all fell out. No, she wasn't in that. She's in a movie called Antebellum. Uh, okay. No, she was in Harriet. She was in, she was in that movie too. Uh, I'm trying to think what else she might be known for. I mean, yeah, Hidden Figures. She was in the movie Moonlight. Um, she was a voice of one of the dogs in the Lady and the Tramp live action movie. Um, well, there is that. I mean, that's you know, everybody recognized her in that one, I'm sure. That's the one right there. Yeah, obviously. Um, no, I mean, I'm sure there's other movies that people probably know. Um, she was in that Welcome to Marwin movie, which was that Steve Carell, um, where he was like making a little tiny town. I've not seen it, but I she is in that. It's in the one that people might know. Uh, yeah, but her last her last big role was uh, Glass Onion. Which is at a seven point one stars on um, IMDb. I think it deserves higher than that. My my maybe you know I remember Janelle Monet when um let me look up the song. Hold on, just looking at her IMDb. How foolish of me. Mm. Um oh yes, it was um make me feel. Uh huh. I remember when that song came out. It was a pretty. It was a sizable hit. Uh huh. Um. That's the one where Prince did the guitar for it. Is it? Okay. Posthumously. Um, I remember when that came out, it was a big hit, probably because Prince, you know, passed around the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I listened to that album, um, but I guess I didn't know that she was a whole lot bigger. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to give it a check. Yeah, yeah, you will. As will everyone. She's um, made her dozens, dozens and dozens of new fans. Dozens and dozens. Uh, if you check out Janelle Monet, tell us what you think. Yeah. Um, is We Were Rock and Roll the best song you've ever heard? I would I would love to know. Or is it not? Um, if you say not, you might be wrong. You could be wrong. We're we're out on it. I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. Do you have do you have a final closing thought? Um no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love the honesty. Oh, I did play We Were Rock and Roll with my students. Um, I would like put, print out words to a song and remove some of the words and like have them listen to it, like to practice listening. And I feel like that, I mean, I was really into it at the time, but I feel like it's clear enough that you're able to follow in what it says. And my students thought it was a bop. So it is a bop. Kids, That's a bop. kids these days, they don't have, I mean, they don't have very good taste. I don't trust them to know what good music is, but they liked that one. It's true. I don't know if I trust me to know what good music is. I know, but I definitely don't trust them. Um, you know, 
I've been in a bit of a music revolution. Um, mm -hmm. I became really dedicated a couple months ago about not letting my son dictate what was on my Spotify year end. Mm -hmm. I was like, no. It's very brave of you. This is my Spotify, and I'm going to listen to music. Um, so I've tried to go back to some of my old ways in the last few months of listening to the, the number one songs in the country. So it's less of a revolution and more of a return? Well, yeah, but I don't know what a hit song is anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all um, about TikTok. Is it TikTokable? But, but it's not. That's the weird part. Like, it's not about what's TikTokable anymore. In fact, like, TikTok dances isn't really a big part of TikTok anymore. That is true. I've noticed a lot less of that happening. Yeah, it. It's weird. Music is in a very strange place right now. Um, I've recently looked up some of my my old favorite um, music critics um, on Pitchfork and such, and they're all kind of saying the same thing. Like the number two song in the country all year has been Luke Holmes' "Fast Car." Mm -hmm. Like the only thing that can chart consistently is um, is uh, country music right now. Huh. There's a guy from Oklahoma who's been number one I, for the last two weeks. I guess he just dropped a new album, um, but it's pretty like big. Zach Bryan or something? Yeah, I think so. I listened to his number one hit song. Um, it's not that bad. It's it's kind of more Johnny Cash than like a Luke Combs. So Good, we need that. Um, I don't know if I would say I love it, but the weird thing is like none of the music – is new or feels new mm -hmm. it's just all like i don't know I mean, talking about music right now is very strange like i said i don't even know what a hit is and none of the big like hit makers are really making hits um i was thinking about it the other day this is going to lead actually into my topic which is why okay. i'm talking about it um i was thinking the other day that honestly if anything right now the charts kind of feel like they are waiting for their one true queen at all times. Because the only real big, just huge star right now is Taylor Swift. I mean, what about Beyonce, though? Beyonce's not, albums don't perform that well. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I mean... I mean, I haven't looked at all of those things, so I don't know. We're talking relatively. We're, we're, we're talking relative here. Mm -hmm. But Taylor has out-eclipsed everybody in terms of success... And universal appeal, it's kind of hard to imagine, honestly. Like, she just became the third, I think, best-selling movie premiere ever. Yeah, with her Eras Tour movie. Yeah, like, so insanely wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, many of my students are very excited. I'm going. Also, another reason that I just say I don't trust the use music, musical taste the number of middle school girls, because I have a Taylor Swift sticker on my name tag now, the number of girls that will come up and talk to me about it and then say, Reputation is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Yeah. And I'm just sense. like, oh, no, 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 sweetie. Taylor lost her way. And they're like, no, it's it's good. There's got to just got to be something about the where they were in their lives being yeah. when Reputation came out in this like 12 to 14 age range where it must have been like, you're extremely called 14 when, when uh, Reputation came out. What? 
No, they're 12 to 14 now. Oh, okay. How old were they then? <laughs> I was like, because like, that was, I mean, at least five years ago. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. It came out in... 2018, right? 2017. November 2017. It's genres trap music, according to the internet. Well, <laughs> I mean, it I does have a lot of lo-fi vibes, I guess. The internet but... doesn't know what it's talking about, um, as usual. Um, no, Reputation is by far my least favorite Taylor album. I've recently re-listened to all of them, and it's... And then they're like, folklore is so boring. You're wrong. And so this is, I'm just like, yeah, your musical taste doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. 1989 <laughs> is my favorite. Yeah, it's still my favorite. So we, can, we can agree on that. Yeah, that 1989. Good. And 1999, Taylor's version is coming out for my birthday. Yeah. Um, so that'll be great. But I was just like thinking about music... And I, I think Taylor has been so big for so long and has only gotten bigger. I mean, with her Eras tour, she has changed economies. Mm-hmm. She is like, she like legitimately scared hotel businesses in California into settling a, a an agreement for a strike. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, they didn't get all that they needed, but like, like her tour changes economies. They've they've made earthquakes with shake it off and she has been so big for so long. I don't know that there is, I don't know. Huh? There's just nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I think, I think really with the era's tour concert sellout, like movie sellout, I think like it cements that there has never been a a star like Taylor. I mean, you know, you you had Beatlemania, right? Mm -hmm. But that was what, four or five years yeah, when you think about the Beatles, they weren't they weren't around that long. No, they pr- they produced a lot of albums. They made a considerable impact on the industry and on the genre. Um, mm-hmm. But they well, honestly, like in terms of years, it was less than ten years. I want to say. Oh no, it was definitely less than ten years. And Beatlemania, like when just everyone was crazy about them, was yeah, it was just those first albums. You know, the bowl haircuts and the suits. Um. But Taylor's been impossible to ignore since Love Story. Yeah, that was and, like what, 2008. Yeah i I want to say it, I want to say it was over, it was over 15 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. And now she's bigger than ever. Like she is only a few months younger than us. Um, I don't remember what month her birthday's in, but it, she was born in 1989, um, and we were born at the end of 1988. <laughs> So, I mean, we're not unacquainted with such massive levels of success. That's our podcast number show. Yeah, you know, yeah. We have to. That's why we took some time off to really. We didn't want it to go to our heads. We didn't so, want it to go to our heads. Anyway, but anyway, we understand. That's all we're saying. Come on the show. So, but anyway, all I'm saying is I don't know what music is now. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what makes a hit now. Um, I've been trying to figure it out a lot lately, but in the meantime. I visited an album that I missed. Uh-huh. Uh An Evening with Silk Sonic by Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, and Silk Sonic. Okay. Um, it is amazing. And now I bring it to present to all of you. Tell me about it. Um, so uh, a, a little history. I'm, I'm just waxing poetic about history. Um, I used to detest Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, people did. Grenade was an insufferable song. Um, the Lazy Song is kind of fun. It's kind of fun in retrospect, but at the time it was just obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I used to make fun of the song Just the Way You Are all the time, um, especially because in the music video, it's like a supermodel. It's like, it's like well, that's easy to say. <laughs> Come on. Um, you know, I, I really just thought this guy is a joke. Like he's just the sappy song guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was this song called Treasure. Oh yeah. And I, I don't understand where it came from. I don't understand what happened, but there was Treasure and then Locked Out of Heaven. And those were amazing. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if to an extent, Bruno Mars inherited the musical legacy of Michael Jackson a little bit. Yeah, you could say that. Like it definitely had that feel. Mm -hmm. Um, It had that energy Um, and seeing him perform it um, was just like this dynamite thing. And I only know from like watching the Super Bowl, like his Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. I was just like, this man, this man's really got something. Yeah. He, he, he's suddenly went from being like kind of the not traditionally handsome, um, but definitely interesting looking like, like sappy ballad guy. Mm -hmm. And suddenly he was like, the embodiment of cool mm-hmm. and i yeah, just out of nowhere just out of nowhere i mean um, another thing that i understand yeah yeah what cameron every time there's a new definition of cool you come out and it's, it's me embody, oh, it? yeah. um and and then he <clears throat> excuse me and then he did what i still think is the best hit song of the 2010s like bar none uh like i can listen to it at any time and just bop along the whole time uptown funk uh-huh um and you know since 2014 he's really just been doing that and i'm here for it more power give me, to him give like, me all of that finesse love just me 24 karat magic 24 karat magic um give me all those songs i uh-huh. love them. um and some guys who are really good at making classic funk and r&b a producer who's got some great <laughs> Anderson pack has been quoted as saying that percussion is where he begins all of his, um, all of his projects. And I can see uh-huh. that. I mean, isn't he a drummer too? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, and like Bruno Mars, the best like retro, retro funk, retro soul, retro R and B performer of our day just got together and they made just a banger. up. <laughs> like they're like you want to go retro let's go retro um but it's man it's just this really incredible album of um a lot of people were saying that bruno mars was working his way chronologically through like kind of soul r&b rap Mm -hmm. um and, and i think they were saying it in a fairly superficial way um like oh he did this now he's got to go a few years and he's got to do new jack swing and then he's going to go a few years and he's got to do like crisscross and um but an evening with silk sonic is like a spiritual a modern spiritual homage to like the music of minority mm-hmm. <laughs> like i i don't know any other way to put it um because it is it is so substantive to me like when a, when a song is like a spiritual successor to like the origins of rap, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot that this rap was kind of a thing. You know, the 80s, the 80s like 
you know, you got and your NWA, um, mm-hmm. uh, Tupac, boom bap, huh? Boom bap, boom bap, uh, Biggie. Like when they do a song on this album that's like a reference to that, it's like, oh, this is what this would sound like if they were still doing it today. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do the same with like James Brown and The Temptations. Um, they really just do an amazing job um, capturing the essence of these um, predominantly black-led music styles um, in a really special way. And I just really, I don't know why I bounced off this song um, or bounced off the album the first time. I think it just kind of came out and I was like, I mean, it came out in 2001. I was in the first like major, major relationship of my life. To the 2001? Point, or t- 2021, sorry. I was like, you really did sleep on this and Bruno Mars wasn't even a thing back then. <laughs> it's a good point. Uh, 2021, um, you know, I was in the first major, major relationship of my life. I wasn't listening to as much music. Um, so I guess I have reason to have slept on it. Um, that's real good. Um Silk Sonic is a great instrumental band. Um, and they're like they they intro the album and the intro is real good. And then it transitions into the big hit from the album, Leave the Door Open, in a mm-hmm. really cool way. I know that one, yeah. Um the transitions are even really good. Like they produced them really well. Um and man, it's just a trio, like Anderson Back, Bruno Mars, and Silk, Silk Sonic that I think is real special. I think I think it's real special. I think the album's really good. Um, like I said, I think it's like a really, I guess, beautiful love letter is probably the best way to put it to like soul, hip hop, funk, um, rap of like the 70s and 80s. Okay. Um, and I think it's pretty incredible. Well, I'll 60s. check that one out. You should. It's it's not very long. Uh, let me look it up. The whole album is. 36 minutes long so oh wow yeah that's not long at all yeah it doesn't take long to get through um and i think it's real special i i highly recommend listening to it as an album um for anyone out there um and not like putting it on shuffle or anything because like the transition from song to song is very Mm -hmm. um pointed which i is my favorite thing when songs flow into each other um well then you'll like the electric lady because i feel like that really happens yeah i mean I'm an old concept album listener, so. Yeah, this is your um, territory to you. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about Folklore, actually, also, is because Folklore had a lot of great transitions. Um, uh, just because we were talking about Taylor Swift earlier. But yeah, so I, it, I too, brought an album. Um, Fun. Because I don't know, I don't know what music is anymore, so I'm going to go to old music right now. Yes, I don't really know what it is either. I've never really known. Yeah, I used to. I used to be on the pulse, but I honestly think that like social media and Spotify have kind of ruined the pulse. Yeah, they've kind of ruined the pulse because everyone can specialize their taste so so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of a billion people listening to In Sync, you have like a million people listening to In Sync, and you have five hundred thousand people listening to. Yeah, it's like you have a thousand million people listening to a thousand different things. Yeah, instead of it, and there's country has kind of dominated the the like pop charts uh-huh. this last year, and I think it's because it's the only like 
traditional, we listen to this on the radio and everyone hears the same things. Mm-hmm kind of music that still exists. It's just all about those Richmond, North of Richmond, am I right? <laughs> I actually haven't heard that song. I know I haven't I either, but I was reading some stuff about it and the way that it rose to the top and everyone's like, this is just a natural and people really feeling it. And then some of the people that were promoting it, it's like, no, that's their job. Yeah. It's to like make these things blow up mm-hmm. in like a really conservative um, focused way. Well, and like, no, this was, this was a hit. This is a planned thing all along. Well, and you can really tell you can really tell when those things happen because they instantly disappear from the charts after they blow up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, like to everyone's shock, and I, I do think it's kind of, kind of shocking. The sixth the most watched movie this summer was Sound of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, like they manufactured like a burst of it, but who have you heard like? go watch that movie since it left theaters or mm-hmm. yeah these are manufactured like they, they target your parents and mine there's like a burst of interest co- about the culture war mm-hmm. and then it's gone yeah what was interesting though about the richmond north of richmond guy is he basically came out like someone asked him a question and he was basically like no i think everybody deserves like no one should be treated different because of their race and then, like, a whole bunch of conservatives were just like, how dare he? And it's like, this dude wasn't racist enough for you, so you're just going to drop him. Yeah. Which is, Ugh. you know, just... I can't, I can't believe we can't even say the quiet part quietly anymore. Yeah, it, it's not quiet. You can't be quiet. Which is nice, because then you just know, but also just shut up. Yeah. Just stop saying anything. <sighs> yeah. That's a great note to end all of that on. It's a great note. Uh, yeah, go go listen to music. Tell us what your favorite music is. This was a music episode. Music, yeah. Tell us your favorite album, an album we should check out. If we you know how the charts work right now, tell me. Yeah, <laughs> please. I mean, I don't have a, a PhD to be able to understand any of the things you're going to be telling me. But I mean, I spent like 10 years following the charts incredibly closely. And then you had a kid and messed it all up. <laughs> well, then I didn't spend every night alone and yeah. when I was alone on Sunday nights. <laughs> yeah, and you could do that. I mean, if you ask me, the hit song in the country right now is the is Wellerman, which is a sea shanty oh, that my yeah, kids yeah. are obsessed with. And it's like, we have dance parties dancing to Wellerman. Uh, we, we do too, sometimes. I just, uh, not, not even the dance version, like the regular version. Yeah, yeah, we do we too. Even the dance version, because there's a dance version. Um, just the dance version a lot. You are saying dance version a lot. Yeah, we do that in Dance Monkey by Tones and I. That's is a, that the dance for me, dance for me, dance for yeah. me? Yeah, we, we, that, one's, that one's a big one. Um, we do that one. Um, we've gotten away from Skillet a little bit. Occasionally Good. it keeps up. Um, apparently, my son's cousin just has the worst tasting uh-huh. Like the worst, because every time they they're together, he comes back and asks for like the most preening, like d bag crap. <laughs> this was the cousin who got him into uh, Seven Years by Lucas Graham. Oh no, he's and not allowed. Want... To, he's not allowed to spend time with them anymore. That's what I want to say. I'm cutting you off from your cousin. Um, so we we occasionally get one of those in there. Um, he's been really into Bohemian Rhapsody lately. 
Okay. Yeah. Mostly because he likes the thunderbolt and lightning part. Mm -hmm. He like waits okay. for it. He's like long wait. Is it coming? <laughs> it's a very um, long wait. Um, but yeah, so we've been listening to some Bohemian Rhapsody lately. So yeah, go listen to music. Do it. Um, yeah, we did it. We did it. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We're tired. Better than we're, ever. But we're better than ever. Maybe. It's hard to say. It's possible. We don't know. <laughs> um, uh, when you're hearing this, there is either a bonus episode that has come out or is going to come out. Yeah, it's unclear. Um, um, we're doing, yeah, we we're doing a thing. We haven't decided, but we're doing a thing. We're doing a thing. Um, so be be checking your feeds for that. Um, we, Cameron, is it true? We may be creating a separate feed for it. Maybe. I think I'm also going to just include it in this feed. As like yeah. a, or if I can like make it where our feed shares that one um, just to get some groundswell going. Do we want to say what we're doing? What? No, because we haven't even recorded it yet. We That's true. We're doing, that, we're doing that later. Yeah, we're um, recording it. Right after we stopped this one. Yeah, it's very, very, very late. Um, but that's okay. That's the price of our art. It's the price of our art. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. And uh, check it out. I've been teasing it a little bit on threads. On threads? I don't get on threads. I need to, though. I really don't either. They just introduced where you can search by topic and not just by people. Oh, good. So that's a big, big thing. Yeah. Kind of a... Big oversight to not have that at the very beginning. Where is Threads? Oh, there it is. Oh, it's an A. I was looking for a T. Okay. It isn't, it isn't perfect yet, but I've had it happen some. Well, and I, I have thought about getting back on Twitter several times, but almost every time I do, like the posts of people I like are filled with comments from blue check marks. Mm -hmm, that's all it is. And, and But they're all Nazis. <laughs> Yes, that is also all it is. I mean, okay, maybe Nazis is a bit extreme, but... They're Nazi-adjacent. They're not at least Nazi-adjacent. So, I just... I've, I've no... I've no desire. I've no... No care. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... I don't know why we let Nazis take over Twitter, but we did. Not to make light of it, but is this how the Polish felt? I... It's just like, suddenly. Suddenly they're there. It's the new Blitz. Suddenly, we're not allowed to like who? Um, so yeah, I, I I want a Twitter replacement because I really did, but I just don't know how to get my circle to be who I want it to be on Threads yet. Mm -hmm. Like that was the thing about pre-Elon Twitter was like my Twitter, like I had it curated to a just a beautiful tea. It was all JRPGs. Like yeah, now it's, you can't really fine tune it. Unless you pay him eight bucks a month. I ain't doing that. I ain't, I ain't doing that. The only thing I would ever give Elon is a very large kick in the nuts. Yeah, I was about to say, swift kick to the pants. You get um, it from the back. If you get it from the front, I'll get it from the back. Perhaps perhaps a guillotine um, if we all do it together. Um, uh -huh. then, you know, we got to have everybody involved in that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it could be time. Could be. Could be time. All right. Well, anyway, on that happy note of guilt. Yeah, another happy note to end the show on. Um, <laughs> check us out, though, on Threads, Instagram, probably not on Twitter. You can also email us at bgworldfever at gmail.com. Let us know what album we should listen to. Yeah. Um, Give us some albums to listen to. If you listen to one of ours, um, tell us your thoughts. 
Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Um, But that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long, world. So long.